So this is going to be a normal episode. So you ready? Hi, Kim Duke. Hey, Chris Duke. Oh, that kind of... I don't want to do that episode. Okay. Yeah, don't <laughs> fart. No farting and stuff like that. I'm not good. I'm going to fart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in quarantine. We haven't recorded a normal episode in th- four months. Something like that. It's pretty wild. Um, day or week what of quarantine? 44. No. <laughs> but I think it's four. Eight. Kids got out of school the 13th of March. It was, February, it was February 20... March 26th is when the stay-at-home order went into place. Yeah. So crazy. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, it does feel like 44 weeks, though. So. It's been 44 weeks. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a bananas time. So really the only people that we are able to have any like physical contact with are uh, the, the people that I blame most of my genetic problems for. <laughs> <laughs> which are these two old farts sitting across from us right now. Um, no, you don't need to adjust your TVs. Those wrinkles are real. <laughs> that skin is that pasty. <laughs> Soon uh, won't be that piece. We should have powdered the top of your head for the uh, the sheen we got going on here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited. I haven't. Uh, we haven't had you guys. Well, m- yeah, mom, you talked on on dad's episode uh, since yeah since we were bashing Connecticut and New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> um, do you know that was two years ago? I did not know that. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It was in the old house. It was yeah in the, in the old house. You guys are in a new house. So this is my my mom and dad, Hugh and Lenine Duke. Is that what you do? Yeah, we clap uh, for every guest. <laughs> um, I'll add in a clap track for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Note that for the post production guy. Um, so the ho- the house that you guys have now. Do you remember like the first time as you were a kid seeing a house like that and going, oh my gosh. I grew up around that. You saw the homes I grew up around. Yeah. (laughs) I always felt like we lived in a shack. (laughs) All homes look like that. How about you, Lenine? Is this his show? You remember the first time? (laughs) Do you remember the first time that you shit inside? Uh. (laughs) It was at a friend's house. (laughs) Probably. No, but um, I remember the first time we had a bathroom that was yeah inside. Pull that mic a little closer to you. And now you have three bathrooms. You have three bathrooms. Man, living in luxury. One of them is, is actually made for little people, uh, which is pretty cool, <laughs> that little bathroom. Oh, yeah. Have you tried to poop in that bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> That's you got a probably squat. the best toilet. I need myself in the chin the first you time I tried low. to chat in there. You do have to dip low. And washing your hands... When you go to dry your hands, you're getting them dirty all over again because those kids get paint and stuff <laughs> all over the, the towels in there. But I think it's... Um, so There's paper towels in there now. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, I think protesters <laughs> in Oregon would have some things to say. Convenience we like to offer. <laughs> With um, all the paper products being low and you know well, in high demand. Works in the paper industry. We want to support that. Yeah, there you go. You are Elf. You're thriving right now. In the paper industry. Interesting that you would bring that up. <laughs> no. We're actually we're not doing too awesome, but if you were making tissue and paper towels, you'd be doing fantastic. Yeah. Yes. 
And hand sanitizer. And hand sanitizer for sure. I think that's crazy. Breweries are mm-hmm. and distilleries mm-hmm. are making hand sanitizer. I never th- would have thought awesome. about that, like that being possible. You know, like just converting. Yeah, like because I it? get I get that they have alcohol, but I never think of the ingredient process of that. Mm. Them going, mm. yeah, we could just remove this and then it's yeah. hand sanitizer. Like Wally and Melissa, uh, my my aunt and uncle, um, they Wally had rubbing alcohol and he just (laughs) he did 60 percent rubbing alcohol Mm -hmm. and then 40 percent water and gave that to grandma. Yeah, that works. For hand sanitizer. And aloe vera. A lot of people use aloe. I just saw that online they have recipes for your homemade hand sanitizer. So you use rubbing alcohol at least 60 something percent and then aloe vera or aloe. Yeah, yeah. It makes the hand sanitizer. I thought it would have been glycerin or something, but it's not, huh? I don't know. The commercial stuff? No idea. Glycerin is that. That's the song by Bush. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's 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 go back because this the this year has been (laughs) pretty crazy. Um, Do you remember like the first time you heard about COVID, like over in China? I think it was in December, right? Oh, you mean the China virus? Yeah. (laughs) The Kung flu. (laughs) Where did that start? Yeah, in uh, Vietnam. You're supposed to say China. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I said, Taiwan. Now. Yeah, I do uh, remember. First time hearing about it. And it's seeming so far away. Yep. But then... It started to feel like a movie in the way that it started to creep in. I honestly thought... It started to move across Europe and then yeah. you could watch it come closer to us. And then that one bitch in New York who went to the mall... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What really? are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, this lady, that's no joke. Oh. I know. From China, a trip to China and went to the mall? Yeah, first um, thing she did, go went to the, to mall. the mall. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Did she know she had COVID? Yeah, I've. They had tested her, and they, but I, f- I forget wh- like why she was like, "Oh, it's fine." I feel fine. I don't know if she was like asymptomatic or what the deal was, but for some reason, she felt fine. Yeah, she felt fine enough to go to the mall rather than quarantine herself. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't either. Yeah, pretty cool. Probably she, fake news. You guys probably read on Facebook. <laughs> in jail right now. She I think she jail. died. Oh, geez. Well, that. Yeah. That took care of that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to. And write she letters. said that on camera. <laughs> yeah. That's a she tough really did die. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, wow. this is uh, this is it's it's bananas, and so like it's weird to think like the thing that they don't show in the movies is how much normal activity they expect to happen while we're dealing with a pandemic. So like as all of the stuff was ramping up in the U S people were like the government, everybody was saying, go to work, do your thing. And like they weren't the only precautions they were saying was like, wash your hands, don't touch your face, but they wanted everything to keep running. And that felt so strange to me that people were catching it super quickly and that we were still being told to work. And I, so I thought about that, like in the movie scenario, be funny to do that spinoff of like (laughs) where 
all of the crazy stuff is happening, but Carl and Nancy are still in accounting going like, did you hear about so-and-so? <laughs> but you Weird. don't see any zombies. They're just talking about it. Oh, yeah, my neighbor got taken out. That would be weird. That'd be funny. <laughs> That's a funny line. That'd be a funny concept. I like that. It's so strange, though. It is really like strange. Like your work, you, nobody stopped. We can't. What do you do? You manage an Arby's? Yeah. <laughs> Those people are still working, too. Those fries are yep. not going to curl themselves. So uh, that's that's what we've placed importance on. Yes. Is fast Arby's food. Arby's and medicine. Fast food and medicine. Obesity is not going to treat itself. <laughs> Obesity is not going to treat itself. Wow. Wait a second. Is what it a not great gonna... market they've got going on. <laughs> yeah. Don't they? yeah. I feel yeah. like you keep getting further from the microphone. If you want to lean you back. You can lean back. You just got to pull, yeah, pull the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. These move. I'm a professional. I like to fidget throughout the episode. Sadie <laughs> D. No, so Hugh, you wake up yes. in the morning, you do your Peloton class. Yep. You go and shoot squirrels with a BB gun. Yep. Um, what's it like now waking up and you live on a lake? You're pretty oh, far part. removed from all of that stuff. So there's yeah. no commotion. Everything was kind of calm anyways, That's but now question. there's an extra layer of that. It's a good question. What is that like? It's still sad. Yeah, because you, you hear a lot at work because you... Because, yep, that's your role. all we yeah. do at work. Oh, that's all we do. Yeah. Do you have so, a lot of big then, meetings then about what's yes. going to happen next? Yep. That kind of thing, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. that blows my mind. It's prevention. That's, so that's all we do, and then yeah. they come it's home. what if stuff. How, is it hard to like disconnect it. when you get home? No, because you so, don't disconnect because we're facing the same thing as grandma. All the way home, he's thinking, I wonder what that crazy lady is doing. <laughs> <laughs> How far off of a rocker has she gone? You come home and she's converted the dishwasher into a glass blowing thing. <laughs> yep. Oh, hey. <laughs> Making lawn ornaments. And grandpa's like, I got to get her a cricket. I no, got to keep her hands thing, busy doing something. The only thing that the thing, the, dis, the big disconnect is that nobody's at that house. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking at you. That house is meant to be packed, be packed and dirty. Grandchildren yeah. and, and screaming and yelling and a couple crying. Yeah, yeah. some crying. At least once some or fighting. Twice. Think of how patient grandma's gonna be when all these grandkids are back in the house fighting each other. She's gonna sit <laughs> she back won't and be yell. Like, Keep going. It's been a while. Like after the kids come your kids come, we don't clean up for a day or so. Just wanna sit in it. So imagine one of the doctors I work with, he they just had a grandbaby and they had to see the grandbaby at a park from a distance. Couldn't hold their first grandchild. Oh, oh. I don't, I don't like that story. So at all. yeah, that's tough. It's it's so crazy. So like being when I was in treatment, how like when you're um, when there's certain situations like when you're drunk and something like at a party extreme happens. You soap like something in your brain mm-hmm. shifts and you sober up. Mm-hmm. Fight or flight. Yeah. In treatment, everybody who was worried about their addiction and what they were going to do on the outside, when the team leaders showed up for our units and said all of these things that were happening and how we weren't going to be able to have visitors and that and that, you saw this something snapped and they all went, oh, nope, I need to be with my family then. Like it wasn't, really? and you could tell there was, there was no shred of like, 
I'm getting out to use or I'm scared to get out. They were like, this needs to be done. I know for sure. And so it created this weird, hmm. like almost uh, a, sub- a, sobriety, <laughs> a sobriety plan that we couldn't avoid and had to confront. And so the people that left that day, like it just shifted. You could see it in everybody's eyes. And I've stayed in contact with most of those, yeah. those people and, and haven't had, I mean, they have great, we'll all have cravings forever, but nobody has touched anything. Wow. Because wow. they just have to deal with the stuff that they have to deal with. Cause it's too immense. There's one guy that manages a fitness facility, one of the largest in and he's the only employee that is allowed to go in there. And so all the employees got furloughed except for him. So he goes in this Empty. huge basketball court, Olympic swimming pool, like massive fitness facility all by himself and has to do rounds to make sure that there's no issues and yep. so things are on fire and but that's wow. that's one thing that like he he has to do it. There's an unavoidable. It's so it's just super weird. So having to deal with something that you've never dealt with before has kept people out of that. And then learning in the last you know week that even if or even when the ban gets lifted. You're still seven to eight months, at least, of have still having to be social wildly careful. And, and there, I think there's going to be six feet. There's going to be social distancing no matter what happens. So if restaurants open up, that's going to have to be built in. Yeah, that's why I, I just I don't think they're going to open schools. I don't think so either. But so when they lift it, it's a whole. It's going to be, be a whole new ball game. Yeah. We're all gonna be different. I I heard uh, this this comic uh, on his podcast say, um, "I can't wait to hear somebody say, can I get you another Pepsi?'" <laughs> like those yeah. little things. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird to think of like all of the antisocial people. Like, there's. No, I love this. <laughs> You're looking at the wrong person. But there's but there's people. Well, but it hurts because. We have kids who can't That's play with other word. kids. That's where it's hard. It's kids, them not being able to be like, but I want to play with so and so, and they can see them across the street. That's yeah. where it's hard. In school, missing their friends at school. Yeah, and you me, ha- I'm fine. You have parents who are like, well, no, kids have been affected, so they let kids play with other kids, which isn't true. Kids have been affected. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is. You'll look back on this. Your kids will look back on this. Yeah. This I is remember. a once in a lifetime. Yeah. Oh yeah. The is Corona is what Leila calls it. <laughs> it will be. Yeah. This will be the biggest thing they face. I wonder if... I hope. But, yeah, I, I hope wonder so if too. Corona will change its name. Because there are companies that have had to do stuff like that. They're so. not... I've heard they're not selling. They pulled beer off... Their beer off the market just because of the name. Wow. wow. They chose to do that. That's so wild. I don't know if it's so people wouldn't treat it lightly and... Make jokes about it and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. I think... Because before... It, came to the United States, people were taking pictures with mm-hmm. cases of Corona and like, I've got the Corona and yeah. Oh man, that was another crazy thing. I saw a clip because the ban um, went into place right at spring break. Probably around spring like, break, yeah, break times. It, huh? Yeah, yeah. 
and thousands of people or hundreds of people still went to Florida. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. couldn't believe it. Like Well, that's like so so South Dakota didn't even put in any restrictions and then that that plant that had all yep. those people infected. What? I didn't yeah. hear about that. Yeah, pork processing plant. It's going to be closed indefinitely, they said. I know. But I don't know. Hundreds 3, of 3,700 people that work there, and I think they had like 400 cases. Jeez. And the city had to come in and say, you you can't operate this. You can't do this anymore. I mean, that that's why we're doing all that unbelievable, extraordinary stuff we're doing so that can't control what somebody does outside but inside you can keep them from spreading it to somebody else and you can make them leave man so bananas um, so that's they produce five percent of all the pork in the country wow right there holy smokes good thing you don't eat a lot of pork huh? yeah <laughs> it's because i'm jewish dad says you don't think ham is pork what who why? So when you were coming over for Easter dinner, I said, "Why did Grandma look at me?" Chris, I said, "Chris doesn't eat pork." He goes, "Oh, he doesn't think ham is pork." <laughs> That's funny. No, I just made an exception. I just can't eat a bunch of it. Yeah. If I eat a bunch of it, then I get super sick. It's um, in his head, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm just teasing. It doesn't matter if your brain thinks that you're gonna get, get sick, and you, then, then you're you sick. sick. It happens. Okay. You know. Also, your fault. <laughs> Looking at you, mom. Your genetics program our brain to go, hey, we're putting on a play, and that play is uh, what's I'm aversion to pork. We have an aversion to pork. <laughs> oh no, here Milk. comes a brat. Yeah, yeah, you eat brats like crazy. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so funny. I have OCD. As long as I can be in denial about certain things. Then my brain will That's go really along good. for there's the ride. Enough, there's enough filler and broth. That's really probably. good. Yeah, yeah. Compared to pork, you probably yeah, can get yeah. away with that. Mm-hmm. It's like pork chops. Mm-hmm. Anything with pork in the name, he's like, but <laughs> pork rinds. Could you eat a pork rind? This is disgusting. They are disgusting. Ugh. What are you from? Pig? Are you from Milwaukee? <laughs> <laughs> pork rinds. Ugh. Gotta eat some ice too. Yeah. Let's get back to you guys' upbringing. Um, Grew up in Emmett. <laughs> Grew up in Emmett. Um, when you moved to Idaho, mm-hmm. did you really grow up in Emmett? I was going to say, what? <laughs> it is interesting, the story of how you, okay. Cause, so how many years were you in Emmett for? Like months. So not even a year? No, not even a year. Uh, I take it back, right at a year. I graduated from high school and then drove my car to Emmett. No, sold my car and bought a plane ticket to Emmett. Oh, really? <laughs> sold his car to Wally. <laughs> but I didn't graduate from high school until like August. You want to tip your microphone back to them? <laughs> exactly like this? Yeah, it had just. You got, should be a, a sportscaster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on uh, LeBron James? Uh, awesome talent. Getting uh, drafted to the Toronto Vikings. Mm. Mm. It's going to be a game What's changer. What's life like without Sports Center at nighttime when you go to bed? Uh, that's a really good question. We watch Community, which we've never seen before. What does Sports Center even do now? I don't know. I haven't even turned it on. I know. My dad said the. Yes, they do. They do documentaries. Retro yeah. stuff. There's a 10 part. They play like 
Yes, that I do want to see that. That that looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I think I Jordan's been that. holding out. He hasn't wanted to do one. I do want to see that one. That'll be good. And I haven't watched any so what, sports. You fall asleep anything. to Community now? No. We Bob's Burgers. To Bob's Burgers or, oh, or Peppa Pig sometimes. Peppa Pig. Yeah, we fall asleep to Wee Bear Bears. <laughs> That's our sleepy time show. Yeah. So when you hear the beginning of it, if that we're watching good. it during the day, good. you're like, you know how you get like conditioned to be like, oh, wait, no. I am so glad somebody else falls. To- I don't want to fall asleep to anything but Peppa Pig. That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good show to fall asleep to. It is. Yeah. I like how they uh, they call their dad fat all the time. Daddy. <laughs> but daddy. Your belly is too big. You've got a big tummy. <laughs> So funny how they do that stuff. There is one creepy episode of We Bear Bears where there's like mini doll bears that attack. (laughs) Don't fall asleep to that one. Uh Uh-uh. I was like, those are uh, Charlie's scary stories. Bob's Burgers is just I'm. I know such a good show. It is Academy Award winning. (laughs) Is it? The there songs, are Academy Award winning actors that oh are there play voices on that show. Yes, there are. Stuck in the bathroom. The music from that was. Phenomenal! <laughs> I like the episode where uh, Bob gets stuck in the the wall. The in wall. the wall, yeah. just watch that. Yeah, and he wants good... to stay there. Yeah, just and leave he, me. And he calls Teddy. Yeah. I don't have to charge you. <laughs> That's okay. I don't mind if you charge me. Just leave me here, Teddy. You know I got to make a living too, Bob. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you want me to invoice you now? Because I got to go to my truck if I don't gotta get the invoice. <laughs> Yeah, that's super funny. Okay, yes. back to so you're you're in Emmett for a year. So then, was that when you went on your mission? Mm-hmm. Right after the end of that. Yep. Okay, going. Had you visited Idaho before? Yeah. Going. Okay. Oh yeah, I had visited uh, maybe twice. And that was because who was the family member that was out in Idaho? Uncle Ron. Uncle Ron. Okay. I could. I can never remember that. So my I, mom moved out there. She's going to start her whole new life. She moves out there. Like grandpa and I went out there because I'm like, Calvin okay, were there too. I'll go to high school out there. And I just lasted like a month, and I just <laughs> this is, I can't do it. So I went back. Then I came to visit one other time. Was it because people out there that didn't have, have toilets inside? <laughs> no, I was just they did a sissy. It's not a montour. I just missed my home too much. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it's it had to have been so different. It was unbelievably different. Yep, so yeah. different. Nobody swears. Well, no, they swear. no, no. People swear. It not is. like, come on. Not like home. No, you missed the honking, didn't you? <laughs> I just missed everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I. I mean, that's the same reason why Sean went back to finish high school in Oregon. Is you just miss yeah. the people that you yeah. grew up with. Yeah, like, it was home. So they I stay friends from the time they're in kindergarten. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah, you go to school with the same people. And yeah, and you stay yeah, yeah. connected with them. Their family. That's so interesting. More so like I can't think of anybody. <laughs> so I came a couple times and one of those times must have been when I ate at your restaurant. Can't remember when that was, but And your eyes locked and that was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh you were like that lady looks awfully Ooh. Hispanic for this area. Of, <laughs> so it's so funny to think accent. of New York as being so tight, you know? Yeah. Because you think of New Yorkers as being uh, rough and... Yeah, but think of like Wally and Gossett. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. they're just... They're so different, but... There's a million people like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't know what to say. 
I was too big of a sissy. You know what's funny? Like with people when they <clears> say <throat> stuff like that, Jerry, he's a heroin addict. What are you gonna yeah. do? <laughs> Like yeah. they still say they say it in a way that like yeah I'm you think I'm gonna forget about him come on he stole my TV once yes one TV I've known him since I was five years old it's yeah, one weird TV. Yeah, yeah it's a culture it's a culture thing so yeah um okay what why why not take the family to New York then like when you came back and you two had said that you were going to be together. Mm -hmm. Why didn't you take us to New York? Because University of Idaho, tuition was 500 bucks a semester. (laughs) (laughs) That was the reason, I think. Yeah, that was the reason. I couldn't go there. sister went to University of Idaho. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yep. So so that's really the only reason? Mm -hmm. Money. I knew I was going to school there. That's so funny. You you and Sean are so much alike in that way then. (laughs) Because Sean didn't want to stay in Minnesota. Yeah. Yep. But you do. You end up for school. It was yeah, cheaper. yeah. Yeah. For school it was cheaper. But then once you live in Idaho for a while, I really did not like Idaho. But you didn't like Emmett. I didn't like Emmett. <laughs> but it's a different. Idaho is beautiful and gorgeous. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Very diverse in that in a college town. Back do you remember much about Moscow? You were I don't remember anything three. about Moscow. You were probably three when we moved. The only thing I remember about Moscow is, um, or no, no, no. See, I always think it's Moscow, but it's Beaverton, that one black neighbor that we have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we were living in Moscow and then did that for the summer and then went back, we to, went Moscow. back to Moscow. Ah, okay. So that's the only memory I have is okay. walking in through a sliding glass door and playing with Ninja Turtles and seeing that dude. And for <laughs> some reason, I always associated him with the giving tree. <laughs> Because he's bald? I don't know. Carl Smith. Yeah, yeah. From the Crazy Eights. <laughs> yeah. He's a drummer. Wait, what? Yeah. He he's really a was a part of the Crazy Eights? Yeah. yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Or at least I didn't remember that. That's, That's freaking awesome. He came we, He came and stayed with us in Moscow after we went back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay, I remember. Okay, so yeah. So that's why you stayed in Idaho. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And then Oregon, did Oregon feel like a comparable version of Idaho? Well, that was just where I was offered my first job. Okay. So that's the only reason. I lived in... But mom loved... I lived in Lake Oswego after high school. Mom loved it. I went to um, secretary school for a little bit, and then I worked right downtown Portland. They have a school for uh, lifting pens and pushing papers? (laughs) I didn't know that. They did back then. Boise Secretarial (laughs) School. Interesting. Wow. Do they give you... 0.78% 0.78% of a piece of paper just to get you <laughs> used to making. It was so boring. I didn't make it through it, but it did get me a job. I could imagine. At the, at the Kenneth I. Toby insurance. Was there, was there an elective class for spreading rumors? <laughs> Chewing gum, chomping gum. <laughs> Tapping your acrylic nails on a, on a desk. So we were excited to be moving there just because mom... Had and a really good we went on our honeymoon Portland. to Portland. Yeah. Oh, really? Just out of the Climbed blue. Multnomah Falls. Oh, we were climbing awesome. up in this family of they have three little girls, like little girls. They were climbing up Multnomah Falls, and we helped carry the kids up and down. That's so really funny. <laughs> and you didn't bring your own child with? We didn't have. Oh, yeah. He was. Oh, you had a child. He was with Grandma uh, <laughs> Duke. Wait a second. That, I know. That was really oh, hard. That was the first time I left Sean with somebody I didn't know that well. 
Yeah, yeah. But it felt kind of good to leave them Is behind. that why you don't want us leaving our children with people you don't know very well? Because you know what it feels like? It was awful. Kind of like that time you stole my baby when we were in Rochester right. and I cried. Are you ready to punch me? Remember that? I you remember just, that. What'd she do? I still talk Tell about that. Tell me that story. Uh, Chris is like, I'm going to surprise Kim and send the kids oh, away. Yes. And Layla was little and a baby. That's and I right. was like, the heck you are taking my I baby. I do remember that. It was Layla? Yeah, it, yeah, was, it was Layla. I will tell you that grandma was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Because she knew what it's like. Yeah, because mom was like, you sure she's going to be okay? Yes. And I was like, no, that's why I'm not telling her until <laughs> kids are in the car. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm like, I do remember that. take them. <laughs> <laughs> You're a better teacher than I am. <laughs> take him um in all of the, the so the reason why i'm asking that is because so many people say things like well if you don't like it there why don't you just move and they don't understand how hard it is to, to move. move and you guys did it yeah. so many times it felt feels like such a nightmare to even even to think about moving out of a neighborhood into another neighborhood that's like, what I mean. Grandpa to talk about that. We just that. were talking yeah. about Oh, really? Yeah, about how much I like this house in the neighborhood, and I can't, like, you hear, I, I have a friend that's looking at new houses, and I'm like, man, those are beautiful houses and beautiful kitchens, and I'm like, well, I like my house, and <laughs> I like the how much I pay for my mortgage, and the neighborhood's nice. Yeah. But it's funny, because I hate the weather is I know the worst. The mosquitoes, there's so many things that I hate about this state. But it's property taxes. And if you complain about anything, people say, well, why don't you move? And that whole uprooting process. That's a big deal. Like, did you, what, 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 the, cause the, the move here was the worst one, right? Yep. I mean, cause we've lived in four, four different, three different states. Idaho, Washington, Oregon. Oh, four different states. Mm hmm. We we did like a summer in New York or something. We did a couple oh, yeah. summers yep. in New York. New York. So, but like, yeah, that actual uprooting process is just yeah. Coming here was the worst, and I apologize for that. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I'm serious. I it feel was really way bad worse for that. for you guys than it was for no, no, it wasn't. It was worse for you. I mean, yeah, I hated it. <laughs> I, I do. I know that. I recognize that. I do feel really bad about that. We felt really strongly that good was going to come out of it. And now you have a lake house and two boats and an outdoor I, cat. I think it did. First of all, the place where I worked went out of business, right? Right, yeah. I talk about, I tell people that all the time. Anytime somebody asks me about how, how we ended up here, I always talk about how you kind of saw something coming. And, and the choices were going to be International Falls or, <gasps> or Alabama. Oh. <laughs> Man. So we... We took destiny in our own hands and we moved to Becker. <laughs> you have, there and there's Becker Furniture World. <laughs> there's Becker Furniture World. Was it here when and we moved here? the community center, yeah. Yeah. Center and the community here. center, yeah. That was one of the big draws. Yeah, when I would tell center. people about Becker before, like snowboarders and stuff, they'd always say, oh, Becker Furniture World. <clears throat> now no one has any idea where it is. I'm going to tell you a funny story that I haven't told you, but I've been, I've been meaning to tell you we hired these we hired this knucklehead from Annandale to come put our dock in the water. Uh-huh. He shows up. He's probably 30-something. Okay. Just a big dude. You know, yeah, just yeah. big happy guy with his overalls on it. Another, another dude, same thing. And then two kids they helping him. Yep. How good for them. Well, they're, you know, they're waiters. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they're putting our dock in. It weighs 10 million pounds, and they're just yeah. wrestling it around. Where you move from? I told him Becker. He goes, Becker, 
you guys used to beat us at football all the time. So I said, what year did you graduate? <laughs> 2004, I think you said. Oh, okay. From where was he? So he's from Annadale. He goes, I wrestled a guy from Becker. <laughs> I, I walked down on the mountain. I'm going, that's a man. <laughs> was it Joe? It was Mike Hopkins. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then he said, the next time I wrestled him, he was he had lost like seventy pounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we talked about Mike Hopkins. That's so That's funny. funny. Is really funny. Small world. Mm-hmm. What a monster. That's what he it's said. It's funny that Minnesotans talk a lot about wrestling too, because when I tell people oh, I am from Malacca, oh, your wrestling, wrestling. team's real great. That's yeah. where he went. He went to football and then to wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. John Caranda. Oh yeah. He talked about John Caranda. Yeah, Caranda's yeah, come was, up a lot. But it was Mike Hopkins that he really wanted to talk about. He said, yeah. so what is Mike doing now? I said, he was a good friend of ours. We used to feed him all the time. Yeah, he's a firefighter. He said, he's a firefighter now. He looks he's in beautiful. Florida. He looks beautiful. <laughs> married a crazy Cuban woman. Got divorced from a Cuban woman. Yeah, they got divorced. Oh. Darn it. Whatever, he still lives in Florida. He's killing it. <laughs> so he thought that was really funny. Yeah, yeah. That, that I mean, that's awesome. And I, I'm not trying to like... <clears throat> brush off divorce obviously that sucks but mike's mike's good people yep so he, he will survive really funny um man we really jumped all over oh, the place sorry. just then yeah we just went to mike hopkins I yeah it's okay <laughs> um okay so yeah that whole uprooting thing mm-hmm. how do you make that process feasible Oof. like if you're gonna go to another state what what do you got to do be patient, expect that it's going to be difficult. And so doesn't that doesn't mean things are bad. That doesn't mean it was the wrong decision. Things are just going to be difficult. And let your, I wish I hadn't worked so much. I wish I had been home a little more often. So you guys could have talked about what things were going on. It's a new job and you worry about making a good impression. And, you know, they, yeah, yeah. they took a risk on us and paid for us to move. And They hadn't done stuff like that before. Wow. And now look at you. So the main thing is, though, that we, and we bought that little mini (laughs) four-wheeler. So you guys had Went through five dogs. Through five dogs. (laughs) I don't know. I can't even remember. What would you say? Well, that's the thing that I don't, I don't, I just, I I have so many, like, friends, you know, from rollerblading and snowboarding and stuff that are out of state that whenever they see us complain about... They the, say well, whatever's going move. on, yeah. It's like, why don't you guys just get out of there? And it's like with kids, they, you don't understand that you need to have like six months <laughs> of living set aside for sure. And that's if you're going to do it. Um, Except well, you're, I mean, young kids. Yeah. They adapt. But then you got to think like school district wise. My yes. somewhere with uh, Becker's got a yeah. good school district. Family. And we did feel good about that. Becker had a better school district. We weren't near family anyway in Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. So we did have some good friends. But yeah, I to to me it's it seems impossible, really. Like I'll talk about it. Sure. Like we we want to. I would love 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 to live in Anaheim. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be Amen. so freaking cool. In a castle. Mm-hmm. In a castle. On Disneyland property. That's mm-hmm. where I want to live. Mm-hmm. Being able to eat not FDA approved street tacos. Oh, every day, all day long. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah see, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Feasible? But, <laughs> never. Exactly. Like, I looked at what nursing wages are out there, and it's comparable to here. 
Really? But living expenses is significantly like cheaper here. Five times more. Yeah. So you'd have, yeah. That's another thing. <laughs> so I thing. would have we, to work We knew financially constantly. it was going to be okay, right? Because homes here were about what they were in Oregon when we moved. They've gone way up. up. Yeah. But like if you guys moved to Anaheim to get a house like this, it'd be... Eight hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars, nine hundred thousand. Yeah, have to live in an apartment. Well, and I think of of stuff like this. Like, I hate New York for a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. <laughs> but if I'm there by myself, I don't really care. Yeah, about a lot of yep. things. I'm willing to go through a lot. It's when I think about what you know, what my kids are going through, what Kim is going through, making sure that people are safe because I know what's out there. So I am always thinking like, mm-hmm. you don't understand if we go there, it's so much easier if we just do this. So like my thing for not uprooting too, is that is like to think in Anaheim, Anaheim, I have no idea what the crime rates like, are. Yeah. yeah crime yep. rates. Like I know what driving is like, and I know that's scary enough. <laughs> what do you, yeah, you're right. It's a magical place, <laughs> but <laughs> driving out there is terrible. I do Awful. know we felt like it was a positive. We thought school district would be better here than the one in Oregon. We thought just the culture was better here than the culture in Oregon, mm-hmm. too. So we felt excited about that part of it. We, I wasn't worried or scared about that. I was scared about the culture shock. Yeah. Because it's a different culture, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And they talk like idiots here. <laughs> yeah. They didn't Big. find out about Lincoln Could Park. Could you imagine if you would have went to Alabama? I need to go get my buggy at the store. <laughs> Alabama was not good. Yes. I had I had worked there a couple times. <laughs> we would have done something different. <laughs> it wouldn't have been good for anybody. You, go you guys would have probably had a lot of grandkids, though. Worth. Oof, I hope not. <laughs> Ugh. Um, but Sean would have never come back. No, Sean no. wouldn't have gone down there. Uh-uh. But yeah, I think about that, and I, I wonder if if you like that. That feeling is so. There's so many things that I I'm willing to do if it's just me. But when yeah, it comes to like yes. I like the whole me hating water thing. I don't care about yep. a lake. I don't care about swimming pools and stuff. It's thinking about mm-hmm. I can't get in the right headspace to properly like enjoy something really if I know that there's a chance that something bad could happen. That's why you drop your kids off and then leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. That whole <laughs> denial thing. I just pretend that nothing's yep. happening. Yep. Yeah. I so that's yeah, that's my thing. That that you sense. probably should have had more boys, then you would lose that sense of fear. Uh, Layla's pretty manly. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's definitely going to kick the shit out of a lot of kids. You think? Oh yeah. All of her boyfriends are going to walk crying out of your house. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. She's going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She ain't going to hold back. She'll tell them exactly why she's breaking up with them. Yeah. There's no ghosting going on with Layla. <laughs> well, Layla, up. it won't be. She will not be getting her friend to tell her boyfriend why she's breaking no. up. Be, <laughs> here, out of the way. Let me she'll tell be, him. She'll be like, "You come here, face to face. No text, no phone call. It's going to happen in person, um, so she can see him cry." <laughs> she's going to be the one that gets tased on the lawn. <laughs> No. For domestically assaulting her boyfriend. No, no, no. I no, don't she think won't. she'll do that. She'll she'll hurt him with words. <laughs> well, also, 
her fists. No, no. Whatever works. She's just going to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. I do, and I mean, if you don't want to talk about this stuff, then we'll just cut oh. it out. No. <laughs> um, the, the mental health stuff with both of your families. Um, did when, when did you guys start to become aware of like actual depression? Because a, a friend and I were talking about how it wasn't uncommon back in the day for like a stay-at-home mom to just disappear for two weeks and somebody would say, oh, mom went on a vacation or mom, like when really she was at like a mental treatment facility. So like people would, people would keep all of that stuff out of their mouths. And I would say that's accurate. Nobody would, I like, that was not spoken of at all. I mean, all of those stereotypes of suck it up, that was the that was the only conversation around it. Suck Could it be up. worse. Other people have it worse than you. You're fine. Get yep. over it. And so I never really knew. It's been. It hasn't been that long that depression. It's gotten in everyone's mind that depression is an illness, just like kidney failure is, or kidney stones, or. So I don't know. I would imagine. Grandma's family is just riddled with mental illness. <laughs> Like when did when did it stop being uncomfortable? <laughs> Grandma, like recently, recently I, he had to get over it because I have depression. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, just <laughs> suck it up and get over it. Um, when yeah. I told him I was on medication, he goes, "Well, when you have these episodes, what oh, you, episodes. here's what you need to do." No, yeah. I did not. Yeah, you did. That's, That's people, terrible. People do that all the time. I had a, an actual well, the doctor Meanie. Like when, Google him. He's, is he Google Doctor Meany. What was he? A psychiatrist. Google. He was a psychiatrist. Yeah, that dude. Google him. Did he say suck it up? Basically, like for my back pain, he was like, "Oh, you know what I do? I just push up on this table." And I was like, "Oh yeah, guy." <laughs> Again, listeners and viewers, Google him. He's so, not credible at all. Really? <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. Um, yeah. So that's been recent. So think of all the billions of people that have suffered. So not just a disease, but then suffered shame. And my dad still doesn't believe be, it. I know. He I know there are people. Does not. Does not. My believe mother it's does a thing. not. Mm-hmm. Right? She's. People have tried to tell her take pills for depression. You'll feel better. I'm, not depressed. <laughs> I'm just. No. Nope. My dad. No. Nope. No. Nope. But yeah. it's he. 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 He's wavers in it. Like, but he strongly believes mentally ill people do not belong in jails. It's a inappropriate yep. place for them. They're not getting treated the way yep. they should. They should be in state hospitals again, which they've closed a lot of them. But yeah. then at the same time, yeah, but you're not really depressed. Kind of get over it. And maybe it's changing more. He's learning and seeing, but it's just, so we talked about last night um, how when somebody doesn't drink, like when you offer somebody a drink and which they is say interesting, no, we can talk about you guys. Like when you would hang out with your friends that would drink mm-hmm. and before they were your friends and they'd offer you and you'd say, no, I don't drink. Did they act weird towards you guys or no? Not really. No. And see, I was going to say, I think that leads into this, which is nobody knows how to, nobody knows what to do with that. Because it's one of two things. You're either an alcoholic alcoholic or pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) 
because we talked about when we would hang out with our na- our friends and one of them they would push he can't drink for numerous reasons yep and we'd all like be awkward around him if we were all having a beer and he didn't care he was just sitting there enjoying being around people and it's not that so it's not that we think that that person's weird it's no. just easier to not confront it on any level and so what that looks like is you retract you think you of wally it. yeah right i've i've been surrounded my whole life by him no it's just <laughs> i've never been around a ton of people that question you oh. one guy pushed me once and that was on a business trip in austria the guy was kept pushing <laughs> yeah saying what do you think you're better <laughs> in german Oh, that's funny. But everybody else, I think that's super acceptable now. You just say, no, I don't drink. Well, and I think if you're... It's interesting because there's comedians too that I would think would drink and they will open like, I just chose not to drink. I have family genetics of someone being an addict, so I just choose not to drink. And it's like, what? A comedian that doesn't drink? And Chris D'Elia, the guy who, Mm -hmm. where if you watch the Netflix special, (laughs) uh, No Pain by Chris D'Elia, me and Chris were on it. Um, But he, I watch him. Go back. You're on it. Yeah. Yeah. You can see us. Like you can see us. Mm -hmm. I circled us and sent a picture to you guys. Mm -hmm. But um, I thought for sure he did drugs and drank. Nope. Never. Never. He just doesn't. Why? He just chooses not to. There's, a, there's no a history. Bit. He's never been in treatment. He's never. He just chooses not to. His, yeah, he chooses just not to do those things ever. Which you watch him on stage, and you're like, how is he not? But no, yeah, <laughs> he can be funny without doing that. But like, he, he his says, family history wasn't. No, no. no. His, he had a great upbringing. His family was great. His he. Are wow. you gonna talk about the bit? You can do the bit. I was just do gonna the say the thing where somebody says, you know. Hey, what do you what do you want to drink? And he goes, I don't drink. Never, never. Zero. That's the same as never. <laughs> <laughs> he talking about how great his parents were and like how open they were. Like, if you choose to do drugs, like just you know whatever. And he's like, because my parents weren't like, you can't do that. Then I'm like, yeah. well, what's the fun? In no, he goes. I want you to tell me the rule to break so I can break them. <laughs> what are you guys saying? <laughs> yep. It's very good. Yeah. But it's, um, it's good hearing those things where you're like, oh, okay, yeah. But it, so I think what, like, I think that that parallel is goes back to like the the mental health stuff is it's, it's just easier to not deal with it, and yeah. like in the little ways that it does affect people, they want the quick answer. So like in the treatment facility, uh, we weren't allowed to pat somebody on the back. Or hand them a tissue box if they became emotional, because what that's really saying is you're making me uncomfortable. Yeah. I think that this is going to make you feel better, so you're not crying nice. and not upset. So they do want this people. for me. Yeah. So it's it's a weird thing that you don't even think about, but we're always looking for some kind of answer. To like when a kid falls and scrapes their knee. Oh, you're okay. You're fine. Because watching them cry for five minutes is really uncomfortable. And, uh, wow, that's very... I know. Yes, and the wow. better response would be, oh, man, that hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then you push him back down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Go do it again. That's what my mom Oh, you say. skin your knee. Let me see your other knee. Cacao! <laughs> <laughs> you think that hurts? I'm going to make you hurt more. Let me see your pinky. <laughs> wow, you're very uh, knowledgeable today. Yeah, I know. Let's all that creatine you're taking in. Y'all do creatine! <laughs> I'm getting so swole. Um, 
I'm just trying to get because like, I get when like my friends cry and you do get that uncomfortable feeling. You're just like, yeah. okay, I'm just gonna hug you and hopefully you'll. Yeah, yeah. it's it's something oh. that you don't think about. What? Yeah, it's what you're really saying is, I, I this needs to work so that you stop doing that because it's making me uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you hate you don't, and it's not always that you want them to stop. You hate that they're feeling that way. A lot of people, um, but some people it's just that uncomfortability. And if you're not a touchy feely person, it's in those words when, well, when you have this, then you need to do this. Cause I know when I get upset, which is not the same as having an anxiety <laughs> attack or anything yes. like that, but yeah. people will do that stuff. Um, so you guys though, come from families where family was re- like really important in the way that like for for you, there was a lot of like, how do you keep everybody connected because things had separated, right? You've got people in New York, you've got people in Idaho. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, who's going to, you know, stay, um, I don't know, like active in the church. And it, it seemed like there was a lot going on on your end, plus Eastern culture being family is everything. And then for you, being that you had to shit outside for 20 years. <laughs> 10. And that you guys had 12. to farm and kill and trap and all that stuff. If you guys have ever seen the Oregon Trail <laughs> game, that's basically what my mom lived lived in. She didn't get dysentery. She'd dr- die of dysentery. <laughs> she did have diverticulitis, though. We swam in the sewage ditches, the drainage dish- ditches. <sighs> What's it like living with shingles? <laughs> I don't think you're going to get COVID after swimming I in. Know. Yeah. I should Do you have me. superpowers? I should. <laughs> Pull that microphone down a little more. Just keep sinking back. Okay, go on. What's um, besides pooping in a... But, so having so much that your families were dealing with, there was no time for... It sounds like a growling dog. Yeah, okay. they fight over bones and stuff. Okay. Yeah. There's no time for the emotional part of it. There's no time for emotions. We've got all this other stuff going on. Hmm. So, like, when did you start to see, like, you know, they ha- you started having your own families and those things, and you get you get that <laughs> outward look on your family, and you go, "Oh wow, I I'm gonna I can't believe I come from this." So, my family, I think you read it differently. My family, <laughs> I would say, nobody cared. About anything. There's no... Nobody cared about anything. When did that happen, though? Always. Mm, Yeah. I mean, we love each other. I'm just saying nobody could... I could care less. Nobody cared about... That's interesting. Whether you went to church or whether you... Nobody... That was... Huh. Because by the time we got introduced in like the early... The memories that I have phone calls all the time talking to well, I, all of the uncles and yeah that's and the they were staying always, connected part but the still the now well care. but they would ask if we're going to church they would ask if we're doing good in school they would so they would like so you know your uncle earl uh-huh can you see him now asking you are you going to church <laughs> you go to school well but yeah they okay. like they, so when we were kids at least now i don't think so it's same thing they'd be he hasn't changed a bit. So when he was asking you if you were going to church, then <laughs> there was something behind it. But it's it wasn't just so concerned. interesting. It was more. 
So yeah, from my perspective, they seem to want us to listen to mom and dad, make sure that we're doing the things that we need to be doing. And yeah, that whole connective thing. So from our perspective, that's what it looked like. Okay, good. Interesting. And they would treat us like their kids too. So we're guys. We don't really like, I don't know how to say it. Maybe mom has a better perspective because she sees it from the outside. I love my brothers. I trust them all over the place. (laughs) Do we really care? (laughs) Like your family cares how the other one's behaving. Well, nobody has like instant answers for somebody else's behavior or whatever. They're not always into your business. Yeah, they don't care about your business. Yeah. Yeah. They care about you, but they don't don't get involved into the interest. Intricate. Intricacies. It's okay. Intricacies of your life. My mom graduated from middle school <laughs> five years ago. Your mom went to college. Ooh. Snap. She went to secretary school. Oh my God. <laughs> That's why she likes doing so many crafts. Is this Mad Men? That's why she, and it took her this long to get a cricket. Is that why you pretend to hold cigarettes? They teach you that in secretary school? Because when you were in secretary school, you could still smoke in the pants. office. That's right? enough. <laughs> I can't believe you told us that. We're going to use that forever yeah. now. Like, I never went to a graduation of mine or anybody's. You know what I mean? Really? <laughs> never. Not even close. My brothers would never show up at a birthday, a graduation. That's so interesting. And then you look at your sons where they have to be there for everyone's everything. I know. Yeah. I'm really proud wow. of them And I that. think, but Very proud that's, of so, that. that's so ironic because they kind of made it look like that's what we need to do. Yes. Yes. That is very fascinating. Yep. Huh. Wow. Why, why so where did that come from? They're All of you guys. smart enough to know what you're supposed to do. Yeah, but the, <laughs> if you didn't have that as an example, why <laughs> you guys all collectively did that? Mm-hmm. That's true. On our own. Yeah. Huh. We didn't celebrate anything big in our family. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you have these boys where they'll drop anything. Yes. Yeah. I'm really, really proud of you for that. Like I want an elliptical well, and fault. Matt and Sean will drop everything and deliver me a elliptical without that's, even questioning it. That's your guys' fault. So my family would do that. They would deliver yeah. it. But they'd go, what the, f- <laughs> what the freak you want? Stupid. Yeah. Here. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. So truth is, so... Uh, my mother moved to Idaho. I stayed in New York. Mm-hmm. She took my two younger brothers with her. So I didn't live with them from the time they were however old. 10, yeah. 10, 12. That's, yeah, yeah that's, that's very strange. Super, yeah, that's very interesting. Very now, strange. your side of the family. Um, I don't know why you always want to go there. Let's go there. Let's go there. Go because <laughs> when I was in treatment, they were like, Genetically speaking, mm. which, I'm screwed. Which parent should we blame more? <laughs> Both. And I was you like, say, oh, I was like, yeah. Well, I mean, you guys are like, you guys are like an iceberg, and that you guys <laughs> are the tip sticking out of the water, and your families are the rest of that massive iceberg. We keep them under the water. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to drown them out. I love you. <laughs> um, 
but like in that way, but like, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't know that about your family. I wouldn't have thought that. I wouldn't have thought, and I don't think anybody would have guessed alcoholism or anything like that would be a part of either of your families because of the way that you guys are. Hmm. You what you always like assume that oh the rest of their family must be just like that hmm. or they must be a, a product of that. I think you got lucky with your mom and I think you just got lucky. And, uh, <laughs> no, let's talk about I think I think probably your dad, huh? There is uh, uh, a cowboy mentality. Like, if you're going to be a handyman, you have to be able to talk to anybody, right? I would assume that him have, right? Wasn't he going around fixing, like doing fixer up yep. stuff? Insulation, so like, but he would do anything. Yeah. Put a roof on. And if you're going to be like that, you have to be able to talk to anybody. Not that he enjoys those conversations. But he has to be able to conversate with those people. Did you ever, like, were you with him when he would do any of that stuff? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and would I'm he? Sure you're asking me. You look he, at, he is a real, so he thrived on that. Yeah, he loved, he's a very people person. He yeah. loved talking to other people. So that, that's what I'm saying is I'm, I'm trying to say, like, I think you're, the, the reason why you two are similar in the way that you, like saying on your honeymoon that you helped carry kids up Multnomah Falls is a, a byproduct of taking care of from. of like th- like it's no problem it's no problem to help out it's no problem like being mm-hmm. able to talk to people so easily has to come from something and i think i'm assuming your dad was the one that would do w- was the the person in that regard Unless I'm crazy. I, I, I think you're crazy. I think my, you're crazy. My, and both my parents are very personable people. Yeah. They, um, they used to get access no, to... The s- no judgment <laughs> thing. How about that? The no judgment? Yeah. Because you're... Neither you're, of them. There was, there was big time judgment <laughs> oh, going really? on in my house all the time. Oh, oh no. yeah. My dad could read somebody by the way they walked and he'd have them pegged and we would discuss people. Sorry, don't... Well, he's dead, so. <laughs> you know, we would discuss people like like he knew them from the, you know, from the get-go. Huh. But um, he was a very giving person, would give you anything. He would rather help somebody else out than help out our family. Ah. He was always doing things for other people. It was better for us to sacrifice than to have somebody else go without. Okay. So we were brought up... Helping other people was was huge okay. from both both my parents, my grandparents, even going way back. So I see, I see. Well, why do I have so? Why is my my perception of you guys' family so skewed? I don't know. We came from very very different backgrounds, <laughs> very different. That's do you so, think that's why you guys are the way you are towards your children? Is because of what you grew up in? Like how your family unit is so like the boys are so close. We wanted that. We, we also I could tell that we didn't have the same rules that our cousins had. Like the way that your I think that's just our personality. I don't know that that I just think it's our personality, right? Think of it that way. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. I think that's just our personality. So, Dad was really into everything you guys did. We were always doing things 
for the boys, throwing rocks, feeding ducks, riding bikes. You know, he was very, very into that. That wasn't me. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I came from. So you didn't have. So when did you start to notice like the the sad part? Like when did the kids being content not feel like it was enough to kind of disperse this sadness that was mm. in you. Does that mm. make sense? Cause that's like th- something that I've struggled <laughs> with is you look at these beautiful kids and this beautiful family and you can't help it. You, your sadness turns into a certain kind of resentment where you go, why am I, am I a worse person for not being satisfied with this thing? It, that's a it's such a surprising weird thing i so grew up I'm gonna, it, mom has said that to me a hundred times oh really why am i sad when i have no reason i have to no be, reason i to have be sad. everything in the world beautiful children i beautiful grew up very very happy always bubbly always laughing i, I got kicked out of sunday school class a lot for laughing because i couldn't stop laughing always happy and then um when the depression hit, I had to do a lot of pretending. You know, I could go to functions and, and it was just like those commercials that you see where they have these masks on their faces. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't, I just didn't find joy. What did that sound like to you? Like when you would try to figure that out? <laughs> so I grew up believing in God and that, you know, if you did the right things that God would be with you. When that stopped happening, no matter what I did, I didn't know what to do. And then um, one time we were on our way home from church and I was yapping at dad for something. I couldn't, <laughs> I could hear myself yelling at him and I couldn't stop. So uh-huh. your dad is he's so amazing. Sexy. He's the most amazing person that you'll ever meet in your life. I mean, it's underneath all of that hair, <laughs> underneath you know, all he's 20 always, of those sweaters, he's always polite. He's always considerate. He's, he would never say, he would never talk to me the way I talk to him. Doesn't that make you so angry too? <laughs> Sometimes. But I, hear, I can hear myself talking. I can see his countenance sinking and me not being able to shut up. <laughs> and I was noticing things like he was hiding in the basement. And I'd be yelling, Hugh. And he, he would come in and go, what? <laughs> I'm like, why is he talking to me like that? Uh-huh. Mm. And... Um, so one day I just went to the doctor and said, this is what's going on. You have me fill out a little piece of paper. He goes, yep, you're having anxiety and depression. Here's something to take. And immediately I felt better. And it usually takes six weeks for something to kick in. And that's when I went to the basement and told him, I, I went to the doctor. I'm going to take a little white pill every day. Mm. And, he said, and oh. I said, can I come out now? <laughs> <laughs> Well, when you have these episodes, and I didn't know I was having episodes, but yeah, yeah. I worked with Andrew Schmidt, right. and when I told Nicole that, she goes, oh, I just thought you were mad at me all the time. So just mm-hmm. that's how it came out. That's when I've connected with, with my parents, that there had to have been something going on because yeah, they were mad all the time. My dad was mad all the time. My grandmother was mad all the time. And anyway, so... Um, 
Kim, you know what she's talking. Things about. got better. Yeah. Well, I I would get like that when I was on birth control. Chris had to sit me down at the table one day and go, <laughs> "Can you hear yourself?" And you can you can mm-hmm. in your head you're going. I'm illogical. Why am I young? That's so stupid. Why am I mad? You make up all these scenarios up here that make no sense. Yep. And it comes out and you're screaming and you're just like, and then I, the next day you're like, eh, I don't know. It, it doesn't really make sense. I huh? remember one time saying, what do you think you said? Really? <laughs> and then I cried and then I stopped taking birth control. <laughs> and now we have Landon. <laughs> I mean, he said that. He said things like that. Did you mean to say that like that? And then you get angrier because you're like, I don't know. I didn't say it like that because you don't think you say it like that. And it was, it was. Look, I love you. It doesn't. I would never say anything in a way to try and hurt you Mm -hmm. on purpose. I love you, and you just accept that sometimes I just don't say the right thing. Mm. But it was, it was bigger than that. I even tried to go off of it, and that's when we had this. A big blow up and you guys tried to hand me land in one time because mm. you knew I was really upset. And even holding a grandbaby couldn't pull me out of it. And I knew I just, I, this was something that was going to be for, with me for life. So did you, so then. It's a living hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> did you start to like go back in history and, and look at events with your family and go, oh, we've all got this. She just said that. She I, looked back on her well, dad and her... No, I know with your parents, but like... The fights d- that they used to have that were unreasonable. They could not come to a conclusion on... But know, I mean like your your brothers and sisters like going... what Like certain things, you, you're like, why why are we arguing about this? Why is this so important? What's the real important thing? Mm-hmm. And it's because admitting that you have depression mm. creates an isolation, and people are like, "Well, well, well okay, well, we've, our, I've got my family, we're, everything's fine here," and it creates this weird kind of like mm. scattering, almost. I don't know, or like huddling of like where our normal thing is. I here. think though they grew up in a different time where like you have depression, people get locked away in state hospitals, and well, but this is something that we were alive for and around for like we kind of started to note like when we were here there were phone calls that we would hear and we'd be we'd think that somebody lived somewhere in there and you guys would be like no 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 they're over here now and we're like what what happened so there was like just what do you mean what are you talking like you know what i mean like does that making more sense where i'm going with that it's like, pretty vague. Pretty yeah. vague, but but I bet what you were listening to were was, some family problems that other family members right. were having that didn't that, make sense that we don't have, and and trying yep. to get that out. Yeah, there's a lot of things that happened that I didn't understand. I don't know if it's necessarily mental mental illness either. People can just be certain ways without being depressed and anxious and have family conflict, not because of mental illness. Yeah. Okay. Certainly not on my side of the family. <laughs> <laughs> well, with, <laughs> with with your side of the the family, we're just heroin addicts. <laughs> well, and drug addicts. Anxiety, yeah, is so massive, and nobody wanted to admit that the reason why they were using so much was to suppress all of that anxiety. 
the unknown stuff, the who is this coming into our lives now and move why is why are we in Idaho and they're in New York and like PTSD of you know man I I on I can't imagine kids of divorce now there's a lot of resources yeah. that are available and it's pretty incredible yep. even tw- like 15 years ago it still was pretty rough like things were better but man the the friends that I had that still had that old school way of the families being split and you make a decision, your dad lives in the same town, but you don't get to see him at all. Like, yeah, I, I cannot, be, yeah. I cannot imagine dealing with that stuff. And you'd move to a different town for sure. Yeah. I'm yeah. out of here. Yeah. 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 Sometimes I move to a different town if I, <laughs> you know, can't stop pooping. <laughs> This diarrhea is too bad. I'll see you later. <laughs> About a week. <laughs> Make that two weeks. Um, I I just with like me processing all of my stuff makes me want to know more about my history okay. and my family history and how people have been dealing with stuff because. I, I am being so open and Kim too being so open about the stuff that we've been through. Um, it's imp- like, it helps us, but at the same time, I still have like a ton of questions as to, well, I, I would say that on my side of the family, there's, there's a probably generational history of anxiety, deep anxiety. Like I think my dad had some of that. It's probably why he drank, but his dad was an alcoholic too. Granny Granny Duke was not an alcoholic. She was an alcoholic, but she panicked. She was, yep. So I think anxiety runs in my family. I've had that. Can't just, sleep. Wake up no, in the middle of the night. Disgusting. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Completely. You've described it to me, and it's the exact yep. same thing. Yep. You so, think you're dying. Your yep. heart races. You're yep. Good. This is it. Yep. This is it. It's that impending doom feeling. Yeah. Completely yep. on. Rational mm-hmm. thoughts that are absolutely real. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen tomorrow morning when I wake up. Yeah, and yeah. so I think that I think you you might have some DNA in you that leads to that. Yeah. Well, and I try to I try to the reason why I was kind of saying the way that like your family dynamic and the time the the decades of that stuff is I'm I'm trying to process the lack of confronting those things with the real things that you guys were dealing with you you, you when, when i bring resources. it up just i was just gonna there. say i think too people are more open ignorant. and there's more resources yeah. i mean back then even medications how many new medications come out all the time resources therapies all the different therapies yeah. they have you can do it now by phone you know on yeah webcam. no i, mean, I know uh, what i'm what i'm what i was saying was so that's why like when i was saying are you realizing now that certain like when somebody was yelling at you for something that was oh, really yeah. about something else. Yep. And when somebody was, yeah. yeah questioning you for something, yep. you, that's what I'm trying to figure yep. out is how much of that stuff was pushed to the side. And you're now able to not just like realize it, but able to help like has admitting to depression helped your, any of your brothers and sisters? Like, do they know? I think um, most of them are on something. I don't think my little sister is taking anything. I think she's the only one that doesn't. 
See, that's what I was saying. You think I was being crazy. I didn't say you're... You. I am crazy. But that's what, so that's what I mean. Like, I think that there's, tra- like, not traditionally, genetically, uh, a pattern of things. And I think that you guys had something that was slightly different than your siblings in the recognition of sincerity and passion. Do you know what it is? Middle child. Ah. All of us. We're both middle children, too. I am too. also the middle I know. Child. We talked about that. Wow. Is that where my deep racism comes from, too? <laughs> that Grandma MacArthur was a middle child. Oh. I, don't, I don't think she was. <laughs> she was. Well, she... <laughs> my that, dad was the oldest. Yeah. Maybe that is it, because you do the... the We're wa- different from the rest of our families. The wanting to be good enough, but just learning to set an example for the... Like, you're, you're in the... You're in the rip curl of because you're you've got the two like for me the two older wanting to be cool enough to be able to hang out with them and then at the same time this nagging thing that you need to be able to set an example or like they're not cool enough for me but I'm not cool enough for them that whole tumultuous thing like but Matt for was me, way too cool to hang out with you I can't believe I got to hang out from them as long <laughs> really? as I did. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't affect me that way being a middle child. Either. I would just like, no, my brothers are way more awesome than me. They didn't take up, they didn't take advantage of opportunities. That's all. Ah. And I felt like I had to. I got, I got no choice. I had no fallback. They had skills that I didn't have. So I was middle child yeah, only girl, so I had a. It was really different. Yeah, table. Uh, the the four corners of middle middle children, yeah. <laughs> I think there's a different personality. I know that mom's yeah. different from the rest of her family by far. I wonder like, what that far. is. That there's like, yeah. I think that that two you really do see two sides of the parenting pattern changes with more children that come along. Mm-hmm. So yep. so you get to watch that. And and you're told that by your older siblings. Yes. Well, you have no idea what they were doing to me beforehand. So that whole, how am I going to be with my children? And like, I don't know. It just, it seems like the, the deep compassionate part and not just like deep compassionate part, but the, like I said, sincerity, um, I feel like is such a running theme in our family. We don't. <laughs> There's no bullshit in that regard. Like when somebody has oh, a problem. I'm so glad you said that. There is a, a deep, sincere. Nobody. I don't think anybody thinks we're joking when we sincerely say that we want to help them with something or offer up something. Mm-hmm. There's no question. Like I have friends that contact me, contact Kim. Same thing goes with Sean and Scott. Like the friendships that we build are because we learned this thing of sincerity how to convey that to people and let them know that you're capable of caring for somebody who's not a family member in a deep, meaningful way. I think you guys showed us that by allowing us to help complete strangers. That's mom. And, and those things. But I never saw you shy away from that. No. No, he was. I saw you walk up to complete strangers to help with things all the yeah, time. Wasn't there like accidents you would stop for and try and help people out, stuff like that? 
But Grandma what are you going to do? I mean, see, that's the yeah. funny thing about you. <laughs> well, I'll say things and you'll go, yeah, what are you supposed to do? You know how many people <laughs> drive? Go, oh, what if they're a murderer? What if they staged that? Like, there's so many things that people think there's the a worst. Of times we haven't stopped because. Yep, because we're scared. But On for- our honeymoon. <laughs> go ahead. You picked up a hitchhiker. Yeah. On our honeymoon. <laughs> a freaking hitchhiker. I don't do even know what now. he did. He just hung out in the back seat, he slept. In the back seat. Yep. That's so funny. He just booted I picked him up out a eventually. hitchhiker one time. Isn't that crazy? Well, I'm pretty sure he was from the jail, but I didn't know that until <laughs> after I got home and my dad said, but put, I mean, put your car in the garage. Yeah, but uh, my family's, the, uh, my dad was extremely caring up, uh, for people that truly needed help, but like would never, you would never know it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we yeah. had a neighbor that had uh, his kidneys removed and was on dialysis. <sighs> he would go over there. Just sneak off, go over there and sit with him for eight hours, three times a week. Just come home. He didn't, like, he wasn't a, he never didn't. made a big deal of it. Never made a big deal out of it. Well, that's what I think is so funny. Uh, also, pull the microphones <laughs> to your faces. They're getting tired. It's past their bedtime, babe. What time is it? Is it 10.30? What the Jeez, crap? it's nearly your guys' breakfast time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so that's what I mean is there are people who say, look away, children. When they pass a situation, I and don't then think there's so. people. Absolutely, I think there are. Oh my god, yeah, They're all the time. Well, we Kim, we have yeah. people. <laughs> I, I have people that will tell us. Okay, so when I went in for my ablations, right to get those nerve endings burned off, I love telling the story to my coworkers. Seven in the morning, Grandma and I are freaking exhausted. Mom falls asleep next to me, and this lady walks in with a super cute baby. And I don't even say anything. I or I, I just nudge and I go, "Hey," and mom opens her eyes, looks at the lady, and goes, "Let me hold your baby." <laughs> and the lady just gave he it up. The baby. Oh. And she went into her appointment and had grandma watch oh. her baby. Some lady didn't during even a know her. surgery. Mom just hung out, held the baby. There, there. That sounds insane. To when so I told many my people. coworker, some random lady just was okay with your mother-in-law holding there. Yeah. So there are things that we it. So that's what's so funny about it is, we we say, well, yeah. What else are you gonna do? But there are so many people out there that don't do that. So if it wasn't for for you guys doing that, and I, it, that's what sincerity really is to me. Is you go well, of course. That's what we have to do in order for people to be happy and healthy. Yeah. That's how society Should be. survives. Yeah. And that's why I praise our Lord and Savior, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> praise be oh, to the oh, <laughs> Um, Kim, you want to grab our last snack? What? The caramel things? The, no. yeah, whatever that. That's Kim, we didn't hear enough one. from you. That's the only reason I agreed to do this. I knew there would be snacks. Yeah. Seriously. We haven't done a snack. Three, two, one. Oh, no, no, no. The What's other one. What's the when you do that? Is it a commercial for the oh, snack? you want to do that? Yeah. Grandpa can't have those. Why? He'll shit himself. Spicy? <laughs> Is it spicy? Fine. 
We'll save those for some other poor soul. Uh, We're going to do the easy ones this time. So who's going to be listening to this? Fucking everybody. Because they said some bad things about... <laughs> Your mom. About listen to grandma's it. brothers. You called that one guy fat. It's expired in December. Oh, yeah. You still want to eat it? Yeah. yeah. Let's get it. He's it's not going to listen to it. How that does sugar expire? It's called Bimunelelos. Sweet, crispy wheels. Bimunelelos. And it's just sugar. Sugar, oh, yeah. sugar, sugar. There's some guy that looks like the Pillsbury Dole Boy, but he works at Serving a call center. Serving size is four pieces, which is 360 calories and 20 grams of sugar. But we're only having one, so it's only, what, eight grams right. of sugar? Fantastic. Did you get this at, like, So what motivates you to section? help people, Chris? You don't think that's just part of your it's personality? It's part of my DNA, like... You personality guys, it, yeah it, well it became the same way that like you help your friend move furniture oh, yeah, grandpa. <laughs> put it in your mouth already yeah You're supposed to wait until everybody has one you did this the last time too <laughs> did we what did we eat last time Deborah. all right well okay Sorry. ew uh oh you're supposed to rate it yeah gross Tastes so you, like it's expired. So you know the... <laughs> Those taste expired. The film that's left on a cupcake tin and you scrape it off. Is that what The way that like? that smells, that's what this tastes like. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Good description. Not into it. You should have had me do the chewy spicy tastes things. We could have just told Grandpa. <laughs> just want to make sure. Yeah. That's expired. <laughs> <laughs> and that, it's got to be bad for Grandpa to say it's expired. <laughs> it's not bad. It's just... You can taste I was gonna say steel. The way that you said that was, I didn't say I'm not gonna eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so why um, do you help people? I, I help people because it it's the only way for things to get better. Is what I think. Well, and why do you help people? Money. Nice. <laughs> 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 no, I'm I just think- kidding. I don't know. Because yeah. I know what I it's like to be in that. I, yes. I was in that state where I needed help, and I had an, an awesome nurse that helped me out on a really rough night at the hospital. And I said, I want to do well, that. Well, think about that. Like people. early on in our relationship, you would see me say, "Come on, we got to go do that," and you'd be like, "No, no, 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 no. let's it go." It just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. See, yeah. with strangers. So a lot of mm-hmm. people just feel uncomfortable because doing I grew it. up and my dad helped people because it was his job, but oh, or he had things. Reasons for why mm-hmm. you shouldn't help people. But I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't remember <laughs> like you, him just you give helping people for the sake of. It. I'm sure he did. I just don't know of it. You give people but CPR mom, and then his watch would ring and you go, "Oh, shift's over." <laughs> but my mom, she would, would be broke in the bank helping out her brothers who were yeah. not very helpful back to her. Um, but she'd give anything to anyone. She'd give us yeah, kids see? anything that we wanted and without any questions. And now, at first, so it is. When I was, I did, I hate saying when I was in treatment so many times, but uh, I get learned. it. You went to treatment. <laughs> 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 so anyways, uh, I'm in treatment. You guys heard about this? You seen this? Uh, um, the, there was a, a speaker who talked about um, uh, codependency. And what I imagined codependency being, uh, Rick and Morty is this cartoon. Yes. That has an Comes on amazing way of like portraying what a codependent relationship looks like. And it's these 
these two monsters growing and one of them is incredibly destructive and the other one makes excuses for the destructiveness. <laughs> and like, it's so, wow. it's so crazy. Um, so that's what I imagined codependency being. I thought mm-hmm. that that's what it was, but I found out that I actually have a codependent. So that's another part of why I help people is because I have a codependent personality, which is to say that you feel that for some reason you have to write these injustices that you see. So growing up, like my defiance towards teachers, it yep. was always linked oh, yeah. to some type of yes, that's defending correct. something. Yep. Feeling like, Absolutely. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, I think that I thought that like, I can't, like I can't believe that this is happening to this person. If I can do something about it, I need to do something about it. That was it. really evident when you were a child. So now imagine put yourself in the parent's spot. If your child is breaking rules for a good reason or what he perceives as a good reason, how do you that's not a bad thing. Right? So how do you discipline for how that? How do you discipline somebody for that? Mm-hmm. It's funny. So like the the day that I learned that this confrontation happened <laughs> and what th- at treatment <laughs> <laughs> call it rx yeah. <laughs> just teasing and just teasing. so th- this person was um yeah this really rough thing happened and, it's actually uh, tx they rx I, is prescription okay i okay. i Thanks. stood Thank out side of this like classroom we'll say did you kick him in the balls Ugh, i kicked him in the balls <laughs> And he goes, why did you do that? <laughs> um, he uh, he came out of the of the room and uh, darted and started walking the opposite direction of me. And I was like, no, no, no. He's not in a safe place. I need to do something about it. And I walked up and I like uh, inserted myself and he, I mean, I don't know what would have happened. But, like, the situation after a half an hour ended up being better than what it could have been. And I think, I even told that person, I was like, the re- I know why I'm doing this. I know that I have this defect, <laughs> but I don't care. I know that it's a part of me now, but this, like, benefits way more than it adhere. Like, yep. I get how it can be destructive like if you go too far into it, because there's been instances where it's bit me in the ass. And mm-hmm. um, I like th- learning that there's a difference between like needing to help somebody and like being, having like what I call a self-righteous tendency. Yes. I think that I know better. Therefore I need to do this thing. Yes. And that's not always the, so. Like, that's not I'm, good. I'm working through healthy. that. Yeah, you used whole, to go on rants on Facebook. Yeah, and it was yeah. Which, who is it? That's not helping anything. Right. You know, I have to cut myself off from commenting on people's stuff all the time. I have to be like, Mm-mm. what's the purpose? Yeah. What's the purpose? Of me yeah, but yeah. So I can't change people's thoughts. No one's going to change my thoughts. But I still, I, I tell myself that I don't care if I'm spending two hours with this couple to let them talk about whatever they're going through. I don't care that I'm spending, you know what I mean? Like yep. I've sometimes you can use your flaws for the betterment of others, mm-hmm. which is another th- 
like big tenant of how Kim and I try to showcase sincerity to to friends that we make is to let them know that like if if they get in an argument about something we go oh you think that's an argument (laughs) (laughs) and then we let them know that like they're not alone they're not alone i think yeah we've talked about how we have this on you know facebook instagram you always have this picture perfect life and when people realize that things haven't been perfect why you guys' marriage hasn't been all rainbows and no it's been hard 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 because everyone would be like you guys have such a great marriage we want a relationship like you guys it's like okay it's work to get to where we are now i mean it's not work i don't feel like as much anymore but it's always work yeah, yeah. it's you, work you for never, sure you can never stop working yeah oh my gosh it's so much work. <laughs> <laughs> good thing grandma's got that little white pill <laughs> sometimes one of you has to be the carrier yeah yeah sometimes i know my back's been hurting a lot lately <laughs> I feel like I have a bulging disc. My back hurts so much. So much. <laughs> um, Driving around, or grandma naps on that boat. I mean, I sent out the video. <laughs> the boat season is back. Grandma took her spot on the boat. You said she christened the boat with her <laughs> she nap. Christened the boat. That's so awesome. Yeah, um, well, well, I think uh, I think that's a that's a solid ninety. Oh my goodness. We did it, folks. Um, this is episode seventy-six. I don't know how often we're going to be doing these because we're pretty heavy in the paint with uh, the not so anonymous alcoholic. You guys, and and I don't know how many people want to listen to your parents talk, really. Oh, dude, you kidding me? No, no, I'm not kidding. So you. much. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brady, if you're listening to this, we love you. We love you. <laughs> we haven't talked about him. <laughs> At all. All the other cousins are going, what the fuck? I know. All of your cousins are. <laughs> well, what did Brady do? Well, you know Jackie. What? Jackie, we, we love you. Big up. Big up the island. <laughs> <laughs> do you see Tom Hanks' son doing that? No. He speaks, uh, oh, what's the what's that speak? Yeah, I Jamaican? Know. No, no, no. Creole or something like that. Or... Creole. No, Creole is what eye. those Southerners do. It's the French... Yeah, but no, so he does like what people um, in Jamaica, the way that they, that dialect, Whatever that, yeah. I forget what it's called, but he knows how to speak that. And uh, awesome. when he was on the red carpet, somebody <laughs> like put a phone on him and he was like, big up the island, we are down. And, like, <laughs> He's so weird. Did you see the video where he was talking about his parents and without how they were doing on? without his shirt on the whole time? It's like, buddy, put a shirt on. Who is that guy? That's Tom, Tom that's Hanks' Tom son. Hanks son. I know, but the other one, Colin. He's, oh. been in, he's been in lots of movies. Yeah, I don't know this one. This is the middle child for sure. <laughs> I, don't, I think he's really? the youngest. The you think he's watching? Oh, I don't know. But he's super funny. He's a rapper. Oh, has tattoos yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And Tom Hanks seems to just love it. He loves showcasing <laughs> that, that guy. But yeah, super funny. Okay. Um, okay. We're going to end it. Grandpa's so, going to fall asleep. Uh, we, we, you know what we haven't done in a long time, Kim Duke? Oh. You ready for it? Are you going to fart? I thought this was over. Okay, so... At the end of each episode, subscribe, please. You know, if YouTube, you want. like, Apple Podcast, like, 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 and subscribe, follow. subscribe, follow, smash that Down like here. button. <laughs> yeah, um, right here. Is it right there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Somewhere around. It's don't usually, dislike. It's usually like, oh yeah, you got It's popping up right here. You know, Layla watches all those videos. When you um, hear them say that, you're like, yeah, we get but it. But at the end of each episode, we say. Boys. Au revoir, little ducklings, quack, quack. Au revoir, little ducklings, quack, quack.
Backstreet Boys rule. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, quack, back, quack, duck back? What yep. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> seat back. That's what I meant. Au revoir. Ducks Pee-wee. flock together. Ducks. <laughs> How would you say see you later in ducks in German? Enta is a duck. So you'd say auf Wiedersehen, Enta. Auf Wiedersehen, Enta. You friggin' Nazi. <laughs> you didn't good, say it angry enough. Good job, guys. <laughs>